In those days, the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul, seeing I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Samuel grieved over Saul's case. It touched me. I don't know about you. Maybe among other Jews, other Israelites, they didn't mourn over Saul's case. For them, it has happened. But Saul wept. Samuel wept. And he grieved. Because something has happened. It takes time for God to pick a man. It takes a lot for God to catch the attention of somebody. That's why it's an honor when God chooses you. And when God chooses you, he lavishes you so much with his grace, with his presence, with his peace, with everything. He even honors you among others. So much was invested in this man called Saul to be the king over his people. Even things that eyes cannot see. So Samuel grieved because a great opportunity had been missed. And the question is, Saul, why? You may think that it's only for Saul that they could be grieving because he lost his position. Because he bastardized the honor God gave him by his own personal idiosyncrasy. To whom much is given, much is expected. No one chooses himself. It's like even ourselves who are priests. Sometimes we don't even understand the weight of what is committed to us. And that's why heaven weeps when a priest falls away. Our lady was revealing to the Marian priest in those days about priests as stars. That when one priest falls, falls, from, falls away from his position, and disconnects in front of Jesus is a great sorrow. It takes roughly 10 years to raise a man called a priest to be at the altar of God. It is God himself who chooses. He chooses you. How he chooses it, nobody knows because nobody is qualified. But once he chooses you, you become special to him. Everything is given to you. He takes his ring of authority and puts in your hand. He removes the shoes of his foot and says, wear this. Whatever you match, I match. I forgot the, the prophet who says, 
I'm the signet ring of God. That means whatever God does, he uses him as a stamp to stamp it. So, Saul as a prophet understands the magnitude of God's investment in a man when he chooses him to be his instrument. That's why he wept. So, what did Saul do that made God so reject him that there was no room for repentance? Do you ask yourself that question? What did Saul do? David, too, is a servant to committed adultery. He begged for forgiveness. God forgive me. Listen and listen carefully. Because you need to understand some of these things. When Samuel was describing a sin of Saul, he culminated with what? He says that you have rebelled against the Lord. And this type of rebellion is what? That rebellion is as what? As a sin of what? Witchcraft. This rebellion is witchcraft. Is born of wickedness from the heart. There are two sins that govern the world. The sins of weakness and the sins of what? Wickedness. God can tolerate the sins of weakness. But God does not accommodate. He kicks the sin of wickedness with his back leg. There are all sins, but the magnitude of the sin of wickedness is rooted in the soul of the devil himself. That's why Samuel had to explain deeply. He said, why did you rebel against the Lord? You rebel in such a way that you did not even entertain allowing God to have a say in your choice. This type of rebellion you exercise is power by witchcraft, and God cannot tolerate witchcraft. The sin of David was not a sin of rebellion. It's a sin of what? Weakness. As against wickedness. That's why the Lord judged him. After judging him, he suffers some consequences, but God still brought him back because it was born out of weakness, human weakness. And David one day revealed it in one of the Psalms. He says, Who is he that the Lord tolerates or accepts? A man of humble heart? A man of meek and humble heart? Who trembles at my word? Three things. A man of humble, meek, and humble heart who trembles at my word. That was what David used in conquering the heart of God. When you refuse to be meek, what does it mean to be meek, by the way? To be meek is to be amiable in the hand of God. When God pushes you to the right, you don't resist. You don't argue. He said, go left, you go left. 
You are like a baby in the hand of God. That's why Jesus said, anyone who wants to want to follow me will be like a little child. Who doesn't argue? Meekness is to be open to God and listen to his voice. It's an attitude of the spirit, meekness. You yield to God. You are broken. His hand has touched your heart. So it is meekness of heart that manifests humility physically. So it is not a humble attitude alone, but the meekness must start from the heart. So he's a man of meek and humble heart who trembles at my word, who does not resist my word, who does not fight my word, who does not disbelieve my word. So a meek person will always crave for the word of God. What did God say? I'm ready to do it. What did God say? I'm ready to do it. I want to please God at all times. The case will come. Two persons have issue. All right. This person, somebody, maybe this person gave me something to share with somebody. And I took a lion share. And I gave this one to this person. And the case ensued. And as I say no, because he's more my friend than this person. That actually, it was me that made him bring the gift. So why should I share it equal with him? And I start dragging based on that. A meek man will not do that. For peace to reign, a meek man will share equal and give. Evil may even go to the extent of what? Taking 40 and giving 60 for peace to reign. Not just that peace, the peace that honors God. Two persons are quarreling. One decides to be a fool. Why the other one will appear as if he's a winner in the eyes of men? And people say, look at this one. That one I added is a fool. He did that not because it was okay, but because he wants God to be honored in this quarrel. He decided to act as a meek person. Jesus said, when a man slaps on the right cheek, should do what? Slap back. He said, turn the other one. That is the attitude of a meek person. He said, if a man takes your coat, let him have your cloak as well. Don't struggle for it. It might appear as if you are a loser. You are stupid. In the eyes of men. But in the eyes of God, you are greater. That's meekness. David had it. He had no ego in him. So that person trembles at the word of God. At every situation, he wants God to have the honor. Even though it may deprive him of his right of his joy, of his peace. At every circumstance of life, let God be honored. Oh, you climb your car, stop, bought a 500 naira and give the car a man. And your money is just 100 naira. He gave you 300 and there's no other change again. And he said, okay, I'm not getting it again. Give me my change for goodness sake. I'm not getting it again now. He must go with his money. He must go with your money. Who will win now? There's nobody around he stands and stops people. Please, change, change, change. Nobody. What will a meek person do? Huh? 
You would like to go with it. Is it sweet? So that's what Jesus said. Learn from me. From what? I'm meek and humble. You don't pray for meekness. So some of you used to say, Jesus, uh, uh, make, uh, make my uh, uh, son. Uh. He didn't say you should pray for it. He said, go and learn it. It's a learning process. By praying for it, you are dodging the question. It's a learning process. Every day, go and learn it. Learn it. He said, learn from me. Circumstances will come. Learn allow meekness to rule. That's how David conquered the heart of God. Because the Bible says David was a man after the heart of God. This is it. It will not drag with you. The new technology says, no, eh? I think, eh? what do you say? The new slogan for this year. No grief for anybody. <laughs> so mean drag for everybody. Drag every issue. Is a slogan from a pit of hell. It was from a song that was a Christian song, but it has been taken beyond measure. I don't agree for you. So if you slap me, I give you five. That's all meekness. It's from the devil. Let them cheat you. Let them take your rights. When you walk in that dimension, you know what you are doing? You are contacting the the jealousy of God over your life. He says, keep doing good. He said, the goodness which you do will come to hot red charcoal. That means judgment against them. But Saul was not like that. Me, when I saw this many years ago, I said, Lord, I would like to take the path of David. It's not easy. It deprives us your right. It dishonors you. You appear stupid and foolish. They trample on you. You behave as if it didn't happen to you, but it happened to you. They offend you. You walk away. You are not foolish, though. You are a winner in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's receive the grace to walk in meekness. This year. Because if you want to see our faith producing results, this faith was coming about. If you want to see our faith becoming fervent, we must learn to walk in meekness. We must learn to let go of offenses. We must learn to let go People denying you of your legitimate practices, I must take it. No, 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 no. If you are a person of faith, you don't drag that. So your faith can keep growing, growing, growing. Don't drag with anybody. Don't struggle with anybody. Don't. If someone brings fight to you, don't fight. Walk away. Yes. Is it right? It's not right. But Jesus said, learn from me. <laughs> we must learn it. So as his investment in our life can make sense. And I will not allow ourselves to be pushed around and then like Saul, rebel against God and come under the judgment of saying, I have rejected you. Because you have allowed yourself to become instrument of witchcraft. And so Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your illumination. Thank you, Father, King of Glory, because you take us step by step each day into the realms of glory. And so, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. But I pour you the spirit of meekness in our hearts, the spirit of humility, and the spirit that makes us to fear your word and abide by your word. 
And even as you go to work and traverse this country because of this month, where you are fitness with the spirit of the word of faith, may we be fully nourished, O Heavenly Father, and armed with a faith that will be noticeable on that day when you show up. And as your people, when we, you know, present ourselves as people who have been washed the blood of the Lamb, our faith will still be intact. May the word come to bring our hearts to Christ our Lord. Amen.